Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. We have returned to form. <laughs> yes, we have. Thank you for joining us. It's been a while. I apologize. I uh, unintentionally scheduled us a month off. Because <laughs> yeah, Dustin found it in his best interest that he wanted to break his face. I sure did. Yeah. Uh, I will quickly explain, in case anybody's curious, that as to why we took off a month. Uh, I was playing paintball in a canyon, and long story short, I, I ran from being shot, and I ended up running to a hill and onto a hill and down a hill. And the hill was about a 45 degree, maybe even sharper than that hill. So once I ran to the hill and was moving, turns out I was basically falling forward uh, because it was so steep and I couldn't stop. And at the bottom of the hill, it was about 20 yards down, and at the bottom of the hill was a cement barricade, like those cement barricades you see on the freeways. Mm -hmm. And uh, as I'm running down, my plan was to dive over the top. And the only part I don't remember is about like six, seven feet away, maybe. Uh, I'm running, preparing myself to dive over it. And the next thing I know, I'm pushing myself off the ground, feeling I could feel my face. And I thought, oh, fuck, I didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> well, see you on the other side. <laughs> right? Uh, fortunately, no concussion, no brain injuries. I only don't remember that part. And I remember reading quite some time ago, so I can't remember where I read it, but that body, your body has like a trauma response, so when something traumatic happens, your body can delete that, so you, you don't have a recollection of something that could be traumatic, and I assume that's why that's the only segment I don't remember, because mm. I didn't have any concussion symptoms, I didn't have any brain injuries, uh, I have, you know, neck and back issues, surprisingly I didn't injure either, too much. I mean, I broke some vertebrae in my lower back, as I was telling Eric before we did this. Uh, in my lower back, it's those little spikes that are on your vertebrae. I think I ragdolled, flipped, and broke a few of those spikes off. So they're actually non-operable. They don't operate on them. They just said, you're going to be in pain in that area for about four to six weeks or so. And that's been about, I don't even know how many weeks it's been. It's been like five weeks now. Uh, this weekend's five weeks, I think. Yeah, about. So it's been about four and a half weeks since it happened. I remember we only had one October episode. Yes, so I'm about another couple weeks away. Back still hurts. Ended up breaking uh, a small bone in my wrist, but also no need to have surgery on it. Just got to take it easy on the wrist. And as you can tell, I kind of sound like Shelly from South Park. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Now that you mention it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Sometimes I'm coming across, I, th I, th I think anyway, it kind of sounds like relatively clear in other times. Well, I've got a lot of metal in my mouth, still got a couple bands holding my mouth together, and I have that for another few weeks. So there's enough about that. That's why I, I fucked my face up, had to have some reconstructive surgery to fix it up, which I had to wait about 10 days. And I'm at that point now where I... I don't feel, I feel like I can make it through the episode for one, but also not be a detraction from the episode yeah. <laughs> either. So, so long as he's speaking, so be it will record. <laughs> right. And uh, I already recorded an episode of Punkanoi Worldwide yesterday, kind of as a, a run through. 
made it through that. I think we're good. Eric's going to talk plenty anyway, so I'm going to be resting, <laughs> resting my jaw as we go. So we're going to get into the episode. Enough about me and that. We're here. Yes. You're there. Enough about Dustin. More about them. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm going to quickly, I think, because it always seems like there's a big list. Uh, I'm going to go over a few that I want to mention, new releases that were in October, and then the normal list. About halfway through, I'm going to turn it over to Eric to give my mouth break for a moment. So I'm going to start with a, a release that came out on October 5th, Criminal Damage released Punk Fucking Rock, which is an EP. Uh, there's so much music. I, I, I laid in bed and watched TV, and I actually didn't listen to any music for over three weeks at least. For shame, Dustin. I know. <laughs> I just uh, was in pain, had swelling. Mm. After surgery, uh, my left ear... Uh, kind of felt almost like an earache, and I was told because of the shifting and uh, the surgery, and it's kind of the at the upper jaw, basically, right? And so I had yeah. pain there, so I didn't want to put headphones in. And my wife was at home taking care of me, working, so I couldn't, like, throw something on uh, a radio to listen to. So that's why. So there's still a lot of stuff that I haven't got to because it's only been about a week I've been doing things, but I've been trying to do other things, and Kind of had to go at a slow pace. So some of these I haven't even had a chance to listen to yet, but uh, I'm looking forward to. So that Criminal Damage, I actually bought it for um, Bandcamp Friday <laughs> last month, <laughs> but didn't have a chance, and I still haven't got to it. But some of these other ones I have. Uh, Evil Conduct released two tracks on a single called Lost Time, and I've heard those. That was on October 7th. Eric's band, The Apathetics, they released Last Rites on October 9th. It's a great album, man. You guys did a great job. And I'm saying that yeah. because neither of us pick a lot of pop punk. And uh, I don't pick too much. I pick a little more pop punk maybe over on Punk Noir Worldwide on occasion. But for me, pop punk, it's got to be good pop punk. Otherwise, I'm like, eh, I'm just not into it. Because a lot of pop punk, you right. get that kind of whiny vocal and... I don't know. It's just not yeah, for me, and so it's hard for me to pick something nice. Hold your nose and sing from the throat. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, and I'm not into it. But, you know, I'd heard a couple of you guys had released a couple of those singles early, and mm -hmm. those were already sounding good, and I actually didn't listen to it till yesterday because, again, I haven't been listening to that much music recently, but I thought, oh, I'm going to want to play this, but I want to talk with Eric and make sure, <laughs> we, you know, I don't know if you guys are going to pick something specific, so expect the next episode that we play something from Apathetics, and I will definitely be playing something oh, uh, yeah. off of that as well over on Punkanoid Worldwide coming up too. And I'll be looking to get us interviewed on here. Right. <laughs> yeah, we are in the process of getting an interview set up for uh, Slug's Soundwaves podcast. Sweet. Uh, yeah, I reached out to uh, uh, Angela, the owner, that, or not the owner, but the head manager, asking like, hey, who do I send this to to uh, get reviewed again? It's like, oh, yeah, just uh, send it here. And also hit up Parker for if you want to get on the sound waves. I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. So I hit up Parker. Uh, you know, they know me from uh, doing distribution and everything like that. They've been working there since I've been there. So we know what's up. And I was like, hey, Parker, what do you say about getting us on the sound waves? And they sent me a text uh, today, actually, saying, here, I'll give you a call tomorrow. I'll give you all the ins and outs and uh, when we can schedule it. And I'm like, all right, we'll get going. <laughs> I think that, and one of the reasons why I probably like this better than a lot of other pop punk is I think that this borders, it's like you're teetering on that border of street punk. It's like if you blend some street punk, like pepper in some street punk <laughs> with pop punk, uh, that's what you're getting 
with the the new Apathetics album. Oh yeah, definitely in a five to life. That's one of our yeah. uh, harder ones. And then the song, <laughs> the song called Tuna. That song had like five different titles at one point. <laughs> and Tuna was just kind of the nickname for it. And we just, yeah, you know what? We we don't know it by anything else, so we're just gonna keep it that way. Nice. Uh, but <laughs> I'll let them talk about that. But Tuna is the it's sort of like the sore thumb that's sticking out. Not a sore thumb. It's a good song. But that's like our most uh, post-hardcore song that we have where it's like it sounds very, very melodic and poppy in the first verses. And then we have that sort of breakdown. It just reminds me of like all the post-hardcore and emo-adjacent music that was coming out in the 2000s. All the bands like trying to sound like uh, At the Drive-In or... Uh, <laughs> Uh, those types of bands, right. you know what I mean? <laughs> and and we weren't even sure about keeping that breakdown in there, but like, yeah, you know what? Let's just keep it. It sounds awesome. And it's my time to shine because I do the yelling vocals. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll get we'll get into more of that when the when the time comes to it. <laughs> much much more detail. Yes, Apathetics is a pretty good band. I'm happy to be a part of it. Yeah, just know we, we have it coming. We're gonna be playing it, but you don't even have to wait for us to play it. Go out and listen to it. It's on Bandcamp. It's on Spotify. I'm sure it's on Apple Music as oh, well. Yeah. I don't have Apple Music. But it's everywhere, yeah. buddy. <laughs> everywhere. But listen to it on Bandcamp, please. <laughs> right. We could use the views. <laughs> Uh, on the, the October 13th, X-Rated. I really like that band. They're a newer band. I like the artwork that they put out with their, their releases, and they put out a new one called Sunday Night Special. It's an L, I believe it was an LP, and I heard a couple tracks off of that. Uh, Lawmaker put out a new single on the 13th called Knuckle Up. I love Lawmaker. They're great. Collapse, and that's C-O-L-L-A-P-S, released Executor, which is a 12-inch on Mendeku Discock. On the 15th, Dog Company, I love that band. They released Night of the Creeps, two-track single, uh, that and Nosfara 2. They released two Halloween tracks. That's something Eric and I only played one track of on the punk cast, and I'm going to do something this uh, end of this week for Punkanoi Worldwide. It's obviously late, but I had a bunch of Halloween tracks picked out, and I don't want to wait a year to play them. So I'll be playing one of those Dog Company tracks on that episode. Yeah, but at least we got John. Yes. <laughs> at least we got John's band in there, Damned by Night. <laughs> right. And I do plan to play a, another track from that release, but a different one over on Punkin' Worldwide later this week. If you want, if you're still in the mood for Halloween tracks, be on the lookout. It'll be out by the weekend. Yeah. We'll do a resurgence of Halloween, like Halloween before Christmas, Nightmare Before Christmas style. There you go. I like it. <laughs> That's what me and my roommate are playing. And me and my roommate, we don't get festive for Christmas per se, but we're like, hey, why not? Why don't we just do a second Halloween? Because we weren't able to do like a Halloween thing this year because we're still like moving into our new house. It's like, right. yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas. Let's do it. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, our pals and Day Drinker put out a split with The Gun Down on Rebellion Records on the 20th. Also on the 20th, The Young Ones released Bedlam Boys, which is an EP. Then on the 27th, The Defiant, uh, great band there. Uh, they they put out their first initial release as a band. If we're really being honest, is the name of that release, and that features Dickie Barrett, formerly of the Mighty Mighty Boston's, and Johnny Rio. Uh, great, a lot of great band members like uh, mm -hmm. uh, Joey Briggs from the Briggs. I think's in there. I can't remember everybody else, but like guys that have been in some bands, definitely like a super group there. The Defiant is is good stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, just having a Dickie Barrett and Johnny Reno. Yeah. 
Yeah, those are some pretty heavy hitters. Yeah. I know Johnny Rio, he was uh he was featured in the song Not Without a Purpose by Street Dogs. Yep. It's like Johnny Rio, tell him your story. Yes. <laughs> and he actually played for the Street Dogs at the end of the Street Dogs career he was playing in the band. Yeah. Uh, don't remind me that band's not a thing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking Mike, will you just reform for a couple of one-off shows or something? I just want to see you again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a surprise hit for me recently. I, I did get to hear a few things while I was getting some stuff ready for that Halloween episode. Uh, Raygun Cowboys, they released Fortune and Glory, Pleasure and Pain on Stomp Records. And that came out on the 27th. And I, I've heard you know, previous releases from them I liked, but I actually really liked. There's several really great tracks. So if you dig that band, go check them out. And then The Drowns released a, a new single, Blacked Out. Which they'll be uh, that was on the 27th. They'll be releasing more stuff coming soon. I'm going to finish my October list, let Eric go, and then I'll get into my early November releases. So uh, quickly, I'm going to start on the 28th. The no, yes, I'll, <laughs> I'll start there. The Samples released a live album, live at Mars Bar. It's called Maybe Tomorrow. Uh, Doka D O C K D O K A released Deadly as You, which is a single. Jigsaw Youth released Sit On It, which is a single. Power Plant released on the 29th. She, which is a single on Static Shock Records. Grade 2 released a new single called Nevada on the 30th. Kanslan's Partisan, great album actually. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with the band, go check it out. It's Park Bank, Park Bank's Romantic, all one word. Then Suffocator released Deadlights. The Ext released a, their demo on Punkman Boots. Uh, Dead Evil released Don't Turn Your Back on Black Magic. Then on Halloween, Kill Uncle released Kill Uncle EP on Irish Voodoo Records. Hoax and Motron released a split called All Over Again on Pasaderic Pats Records. Simeon released Hominid. Crazy on the Brains released another single called Hold Me Close. I did their Kickstarter for their album. Uh, they have a bunch of their, I don't know, it's almost like a greatest hits, I suppose, but a lot of their... Uh, tracks and my album just arrived today, so my Crazy in the Brains album doesn't feature these new tracks, but they're releasing several new tracks. Hold Me Close came out on Halloween. Mongrel Emotions released November 1st. That's the name of the track. It's a Halloween track. And Mad the Mad Splatter released Gore on the Floor, which is a single, which is also a Halloween track. So Eric, I'll let you talk for a minute. Okay, all of my uh, October releases. Uh, let's see. As per the date of the uh, last episode, <laughs> we'll go all the way back to the uh, 13th. Acid Hologram released their Digits single, and Cancer Christ released the Bring Back the Guillotine single. I have to. I really want to play that Cancer Christ track. Maybe next episode. We'll see. On the 16th, Alkaline Trio is back, and they have a single called Blood, Hair, and Eyeballs. That's going to be the title track of their upcoming album, which will be out in uh, uh, January. And, and yeah, I listened to it. It's pretty good. And then the band's Split Image and Slingshot released a split album called Invaders from Uranus. I saw, <laughs> I know, I saw both of those bands just a few days ago uh, at the Beehive. And damn, that was an awesome show. Slingshot is, uh, that was a wild surprise. I'll talk about them a bit more later. But they were joined by uh, Chris, the drummer of Split Image, who was <clears throat> uh, taking in vocals on those songs. And they played... Basically, the entire split. Wow. <laughs> and their set. It was pretty cool. 
Anyway, more on that later. On the 27th, Year of the Knife released their album No Love Lost. Year of the Knife is still kicking around despite the uh, horrendous accident that they had earlier this year right here in Utah. But they have recovered, uh, especially, uh, uh, God, why can't I remember her name? <laughs> Maddie. With her, with her receiving the brunt end of all the injuries, she is, she is now, uh, she's still in recovery, but she's doing a lot better. That's she's, good news. Yeah, she's alive, and that's the, that's the good thing about it. And you're the nice, still going to be, still going to be making music. And yeah, the 30th, Suffocator Deadlights. I listened to that. It's uh, pretty different from the Suffocator sound I'm used to. It's still got that uh it's still got that crusty edge, but it's got this overlay of shoegaze on top of it. Hmm. So yeah, kind of like what uh Threer is doing now. Or what they have been doing for the last uh ever since there's sort of like shift in uh dynamics. But I'll be talking about Threer in just a minute. <laughs> um then on Halloween, Twitching Tongues released a uh, a cover EP called the Twitch Fits. You could guess what they were doing, <laughs> but apparently it's a yeah, it's a volume one EP. So a volume two, I guess, is in the works. Maybe they're receiving it for next year. We'll just see. As I mean, Misfits got a lot of great songs. You just got to know where to look. <laughs> the good they do outweigh the few. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Anyway, that's all I got for October, but I got a few. I got a quick list of uh, all the November releases. On the second, Realize released two human minutes. Uh, Foreign Hands released a new single called Destined for a Head on Collision. Yeesh. That's uh, sort of a weird title to say just after I talked about Year of the Knife, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. The third was a bit of a busy uh, release day. It was, uh, we've. We got Mugshot's new album, Cold Will, Dying Wish's new album, Symptoms of Survival, a new single from Ministry, Just Stop Oil. Uh, again, they'll be releasing a new album in March called Hopium for the Madness. And Def 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 is at it again with a single uh, containing the song City Song and Auto Love. Still got to listen to that, but you know I really like Def Def Def, so I... So yeah, I wager to say that this song will be anything but disappointing. Anyway, going on, we have the 8th, which is today, uh, No Turning Back released their No Fear of Pain single, and that's going to be coming out on their Conquer EP on the 22nd. So that's all I got for my releases in total. Uh, yet, I'm still keeping an eye out for shit that's going to be coming out between now and next year. <laughs> Well, I've got a long list, unfortunately, so I'll, I'll try to quickly go through it. It was Bandcamp Friday this past Friday, so that's one reason why. And <laughs> I, like I said, last Thursday, so the day before Bandcamp Friday, is when I actually got on my laptop and started doing stuff. We've got a shit ton of music to get to. As Eric said, he's talking about tracks that he wants to play next week. Well, when we're not doing episodes for a month, it doesn't mean anybody or everybody stopped making music. There's a shit ton of music that came out, and so yeah. we're going to try to fit it on. A lot of music that got shared with us, we're going to be trying to do all of those things, too. Yeah. But Just as we were getting caught up. I know. I was so <laughs> caught up, too. So I'm going to – we'll get there. We'll get there. Fortunately, a lot of people did notice that uh, we weren't doing shows, so I don't think as much was getting shared with us as per normal, but there were still people reaching out and – sharing stuff. So just so everybody knows, yeah. I did try to get caught up on a lot of stuff, but I've got all of those things saved. I'm 
getting to it. I can't sit and work on my laptop for too long of periods at a time. I got to take breaks. So it's taking a little bit longer than I want. And unfortunately, we're not big enough to warrant a stop the presses uh, (laughs) moment in history. Right. So we will definitely keep at it, get at it. We'll get caught up. We've been behind before, not for these type of reasons, but been behind before and we get caught up. I had an injury. Now Dustin had an injury. Yeah. So. Now we're even. Yes. Let's keep it that way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We'll be done. So uh, real quick, uh, we'll go through my November list. November 1st, uh, Wanto, Scalari, and La Rude Band released Roots Market. Uh, Bad Wave released Valkal Skate Punk's EP on Still Ill Records. Adrian released Summer's Beginnings on Days. That's an EP. Then Blast Bomb released 2147, which is a single, and that's a time written like 2147, like it's 947 at night. So I don't know. I haven't had a chance to listen to it, Hmm. but uh, I definitely plan to. Then uh, on the second, this sinking ship released Destroy the World, which is a single. On the third, which was Bandcamp Friday, uh, a lot of releases, including the Feel Good McLeods releasing Dance with Broken Bones, Mugshot releasing Cold Will EP on Pure Noise Records. Light Beams releasing Wildlife. Territories releasing Colder Now. That's a full length on Pirates Press. Billy Liar releasing Crisis Actor. That's also on Pirates Press and also a full length. Stage Bottles put out a new single, We Need Each Other. Making Friends released Fine Dying. (laughs) Not Dining, but Dying. Uh, where are we at? Uh, Starving Wolves put out a new single called Mixed Blood. Uh, Pink Snot put out Branded Brain Dead, which is Lost Demo. Claim Choice put out a split with No Heart on Longshot Music. Those are two great bands and a great label. The Young Rochelles put out Kick to the Curb. I have the full length. I need to listen to it. We'll definitely be playing that on this show or on Punk and Worldwide. Pulso Eterno released La Cruz, which is a single. The Ticks released Scribble, which is a single. Uh, Eric talked about the Def 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 release. Twisted Limbs released Battery, which is a single. Flying Raccoon Suit released Moonflower on Bad Time Records. Then on the fourth, Depopulation Department released Quiente Mato Miguel, which is a single. Forks, F-O-R-X, released a self-titled EP on Pills Records slash Pandemics Records. The Pissed Ones started releasing some singles. I think they've got some more coming up. But uh, Drink About It is a single that they released. It's Italian Session Singles. So you can go check out The Pissed Ones. They did some Italian sessions and put together some releases. And I think they're releasing those as singles. Square Tugs released No Shoes, Two Mobile Phones, which is a single on the 6th. Phantasm released Conflict Reality EP on Hardcore Victim. The Vibrators, yep, that Vibrators, they released Destroy, more demos, 1977 to 78. Uh, the demos are pretty cool. They, they put out a couple to go over to the Vibrators Bandcamp page. They've been releasing uh, some old demos from the 70s uh, on a couple different releases there. So some cool stuff if you like the Vibrators. Uh, our pals in Trashed again put out a new single, Gang and the Crew is its name. We'll be playing that here before too long, next couple weeks. Uh, Jerry A and the Kings of Oblivion, which is on Savage Beat's Bandcamp page, so I have to assume it has something to do with Savage Beat, but it looks like the band's name is Jerry A and the Kings of Oblivion. Boy, I wonder, 
I wonder what that's going to sound like. I mean, Jerry A, he was the singer for Poison Idea, and they had the album Kings of Punk. So oh. now, Kings of Oblivion? <laughs> yep. That's the name. I didn't know that, so Eric's throwing out some information that I didn't know, and if you didn't know, there you go. Eric's got us. Yeah. Is it going <laughs> to be more hardcore or more sludge? Well, there, there were one of those bands like uh, Corrosion and Conformity that made that transition. <laughs> Head over to Savage Beats Bandcamp page. You'll find Life After Hate, which is an EP that they put out on November 7th. All right. All right. I'm going to follow that shit now. What, what, was, the, what was the Bandcamp page? Savage Beat. If you look them Savage up, they're Beat. out of Amsterdam, the band is. Uh, it's, you'll find the Jerry A and the Kings of Oblivion, which was released. We're recording on the 8th, so yesterday on the 7th. Now we're on to the stuff that's coming out in the future. Don't have too much more. But uh, on the 9th, the Crash Mats are releasing 69 Spotify listeners can't all be wrong on Horn and Hoof Records. Our pals in This Means War are putting out a split LP with no restraints this Friday the 10th. It's called uh, Leave a Trace, and we're going to be playing something from This Means War here shortly. Scream released, this is all November 10th releases, Scream released DC Special on Discord Records, Red Kate released Exit Strategy, or will be, I'm saying released, it will be on the 10th, and I believe they sent that, that's one of the emails, I need to get to that email and listen to it, so I'm looking forward to the new Red Kate. Vantage Point, uh, they're releasing Against Myself on Triple B Records, The Vibrators putting out a new demos, another one called Splitting Up, Demos 1978, Wasting Time, it's putting out Chainsaw Dynamo's EP, Sunliner putting out First Against the Wall, which is a single, and then on the 16th, Surowica, S-U-R-O-W-I-C-A, I think they're from Poland. They're releasing Prochi, Prochi, P-R-O-C-H-Y, which is an EP. Sounds like Pocky. Yeah. It is basically Pocky, but put an R in there. <laughs> Parky. <laughs> uh, our pals in Malad are releasing their self-titled Malad full length on the 17th. Teens in Trouble are releasing, uh, and Desert Mambas, that, those two bands are releasing a split on the 17th. Yard Boss is releasing uh, No Casket 1993 on Rad Girlfriend Records. Rank and Vile are releasing Worship. D-Cracks are releasing 20 Years, A Frantic Effort on Pirates Press. And my last one, The Mannequins are releasing Swedish Woods on Lovely Records. My jaw is tired. Eric, let's get into <laughs> your music, unless you have something to add. But either way, no. we're on to Eric, and Eric's going to uh, start talking about a new track. Uh, I don't have anything else to add, so let's talk about the new track. <laughs> As I mentioned, one of the bands I'd be talking about in just a few minutes. Well, the few minutes are up. Let's talk about Threer. Now, I've talked about Threer a few different times on this ep on this show. On episode 273, where I uh, talked about their uh, uh, the, uh, the then newly released single, In Place of Silence, which, uh, came, which was one of the leading singles to come out on their album that was released last year, You Live With What You Create. And... Then I talked to uh, then I talked about them again on episode 302 when I uh, uh, when I plugged their uh, split release with Narc, and that was last year. Now they have a new EP that came out uh, September of this year called "To Love and Love Alone." Now I've you know how I feel about Threer. I used to really love them. Then they sort of uh, reformed and started a new strain of music, and now they got this uh, total shoegazy, uh, hardcore, post-hardcore type sound, which I like, but I have my problems with it. <laughs> so, yeah, and I talked about that in there on episode 302, and was talking about where 
where the album You Live With What You Create sits with me. So how do I feel about this EP? It's better than their full <laughs> length, but probably not for the reasons you're thinking. Um, it still has some of the problems that I have with their album. Yes, the songs still sound the same at times. Yes, the vocals leave more to be desired. And hence my previous criticism of when the guitars get quieter and more serene, so should the vocals. <laughs> and yes, the songs are definitely slow burns, but they don't overstay their welcome at the very least. And that's maybe why I'm more tolerant of this EB, EP because it's four songs, not ten. <laughs> so I don't have to, it doesn't warrant that much of my attention. So maybe I don't notice the problems that much or I tolerate them because, I mean, they're still there, albeit not as prominent. I think the overall EP is passable <laughs> with the exception of one song and... This might just be for nostalgic reasons as to why I chose it, but I need to go back a little further. The song I chose is Staircase to the Moon. And this song was actually originally written uh, by Wolf when he was in the band The Infernal. The Infernal I talked about on this, epi on this, <laughs> on this episode. <laughs> uh, well, now I am. But I talked about them in more detail in, way back in episode 188, back in 2020. And I talked about their Coagular EP, which was released in 2016. And they also had a sequel that was going to come out that year, Coagular 2. And they did release it. It was only available on their now non-existent Bandcamp. I can't find shit about <laughs> Coagular 2. Maybe I have it on CD. Maybe I don't. I know I have the first one. Uh, but the thing is, Infernal... Now, this is kind of a... This was kind of a weird story. If you... if. If you don't remember, I'll give you the sort of abridged version. The Infernal was a band originally formed by a couple friends of mine who I knew in high school. One, Curtis Olson on guitar and drummer Ryan O'Bray. The latter of whom I was in a project with uh, prior to him joining that, which was the shitty deathcore band that I do not wish to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stupid name, stupid songs. Sigur was so full of himself. Uh, but Ryan, he was a great drummer. Still is, I assume. I haven't seen or heard from him much in the last uh, few years. But anyway, uh, so yeah, Ryan and Curtis, they started this uh, started this band. They got their singer, uh, uh, Taylor J, to do vocals, and they needed a bassist. Hey, that kid Eric we went to high school with, let's ask him. <laughs> so, so they invited me over. I try it out. I'm like, yeah, it's cool, but the... This just isn't really my vibe, you know? It was like metalcore type shit. And I just got off of a deathcore band. I was more interested in, like, joining a punk band. There's something more affixed to me. Not that I thought the music was bad. It wasn't. It was actually pretty good. But, you know, they just didn't get a bassist. They Okay, they did. They got a fill-in. And he played a couple of shows with them before they eventual demise. But before that, they got a second guitarist. That guitarist happened to be Wolf Nunley. <laughs> so he comes in. He... He decides to uh, form the. Uh, he decides to come in as a uh, second guitarist. Uh, it was debatable whether he was a lead or whether he was a rhythm, but either way, he was changing the sonic scope of that band, and who knows what it would have uh, turned into. The but he did change the name. He was like the band was originally called A Gentleman's Dilemma, and then they changed it to The Infernal, which is <laughs> a lot cooler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they. And then Curtis uh, got hooked on drugs, and unfortunately, uh, that's what dissolved the band. Well, he left the band, and Taylor eventually left as well, so then it was just two. 
you know, because they didn't have a bassist as well. So Wolf and Ryan, they're like, okay, let's just uh, let's just salvage what we can from this band. We'll keep the name, rewrite some of the songs, and uh, just basically create a new band. And thus began the Infernal, officially. <laughs> so one of the songs that I even played on that previous uh, previously mentioned episode, 188, Staircase to the Moon, I played it there. And as far as my knowledge goes, this is the only song that Wolf has repurposed from previous projects for Threer. And he did... The funny thing is, if you look uh, for Infernal on uh, Facebook, I actually managed to find it from an old post I did where I tagged their page, and now it's a project called Orma. Okay. Which I looked into it. It's a, you know ambient body music sort of shoegazy type shit that wolf did it was sort of a vanity project that he did for a while and so yeah that's that's about all you can find <laughs> of the infernal online anyway so but i did a sort of a deep dive into the previous discography and i was like okay this is the only thing that he's recycling so it's pretty much identical to the original just more crisp and full production and it's in a different key and of course a different vocalist but they're the same lyrics the same riffs same structure same pretty much everything the vocals themselves sound so tormented and in the end they sound more distant like in in the last verse it's just like it's they sound so far away and you're hearing more reverb on it and the music is classic three or it's a uh, somber yet haunting guitar leads with melancholy shoegaze overlays and uh, in between some of the most crushing riffs in their entire chronology. You'll understand what we mean. The song is pretty long. It's over five minutes, and I've been talking for over ten. So let's actually listen to it. Staircase to the Moon by Threer, originally by The Infernal. It's kind of a cover song. <laughs>
Yeah, that's a way to start off an episode, especially post-spooky season. Right? And uh, leading into real horror season, which is election season. (laughs) (laughs) No kidding. Uh, Yeah, it's like, you thought the terror was over? No, it's just begun. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, there you go. That's uh, uh, one of the four newest songs from Threer. Uh, You can stream their uh, uh, No Love Lost (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I I forgot what it was called already. Uh, excuse me. Ooh. To love and love alone. Right. There we go. Uh, you can stream that on their Bandcamp. It's not really available anywhere else except for YouTube. Uh, but it's not on Apple Music. I assume also not on Spotify. But uh, but yeah, Bandcamp is the way to go. There are also four subsequent tracks, which are uh, live versions of some of their previous songs. So. Uh, and yeah, those are pretty good too. They came out pretty well, N- not just bootleg uh, production <laughs> style. So that's good. Yeah, anything coming out of uh, Wolf's uh, 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 production, we'll say anything coming out of his studio, if it's in his hands, he knows how to make it sound uh, pretty vast, pretty big. He's very meticulous with that. Awesome. He's made a. He's made some bands sound good. So, uh, so yeah, latest from Thrier. That's a great song, even though I love it mostly because of nostalgic reasons. <laughs> but that riff, the ding, 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 I'm a sucker for that shit. <laughs> In order to get on the stairway to heaven, you got to get on that staircase to the moon. There are layers to this shit. There are <laughs> steps, and I mean literal steps, you have to take. Nice. Okay, that's, uh, that's all I got for uh, that one. Dustin, you got a new one for us? I do. Uh Band This Means War, love those guys. Uh, they're from Oostmal in Belgium. Uh, Bart, Bert reached out uh, shit, like right after I smashed my face <laughs> and it's like, hey, uh, sorry that that happened. Just so you know, our, our split with no restraints is coming out. Here you go. Uh, go check it out. And I was able to check it out this past week and definitely wanted to play. You know, the first song I play once getting back is play something from one of our friends. And Bird is awesome. One of the best interviews I did, this was a long time ago, it was actually the third interview for SLC Punkcast. I did that with Bert. You can find it on SLC Punkcast episode 11.5, which was back August of 2017. Mm. So well, yeah, still in the early days. Yeah, third interview. I think we did Chin Up Kid and As December Falls, a couple pop punk bands. We were talking about pop punk earlier, <laughs> uh, and we did those bands. And I had reached out because I heard their first EP for This Means War. It's like band was brand new. Somehow they were able to get on Pirates Press, and I was a big fan of Pirates Press. And I reached out to Bert, <laughs> and like I said, one of the best interviews. It was awesome. I recommend checking it out if you haven't heard that episode or interview before so go do that but we're on the present that like i said that uh, leave a trace split lp with no restraints i think is officially released this coming weekend i think it was on sunny bastards records uh i haven't heard the tracks from no restraints but they're a great band so i'm looking forward to hearing those can't wait to get a copy hopefully it'll be available somewhere over here where i don't have to spend like 20 bucks plus another 15 20 bucks to get it shipped you know what i mean yeah (laughs) Oh the oh the sacrifices we make. Right. <laughs> I'm I, talking financial sacrifice. <laughs> I was just uh the episode I played on Punkanoid Worldwide was featuring bands from Ontario and I played the band Dirty Work and I really liked their album and I didn't know why I didn't get the 
uh, vinyl, and I saw, oh, the vinyl's available, and it's $20 Canadian. I didn't look for the uh, conversion, but it's probably somewhere in that $15 to $16 range, which fantastic, I'm all about, and then it was $15 US on top of that to get it shipped, so one record was probably going to be over 30 bucks. I'm like, fuck, I want to get it. I got, I'm going to hold off and see if I can figure out another way to get it for closer to 20 bucks than 30, 30, or 30 plus, you know? Yeah, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so hold out, wait for the uh, wait for the value to go down a little bit. Something, because uh, I definitely want it. It's a fantastic album. But back to this one. Looking forward to this split. Looking forward to hearing the No Restraints tracks. All the tracks from This Means War are fantastic. I really love that band. They are great. Uh, so I expect it to be a pretty fantastic split. They released one of those tracks wake up earlier this year i played it because it was an early release single earlier in 2023 like january february i think it was february and i love that track fantastic it's my absolute favorite of all five tracks from this means war on there but i've already played it so we're going to play my next favorite track which is called we own the night so here we go we're going to kick uh the first track me playing on this show in over a month uh, with This Means War, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hardy horror. All right, enough of that. Here's the track. You better watch your back 
Those guys are awesome. Bert, Drees, and the boys killing it. Hope to get over to uh, Europe. God, it would be fantastic for next year. I haven't planned for anything like that, but I was just thinking today about all the, the great people that we've done interviews with on the show and made friends with and playing their music, and man, it would be amazing to get over there. And then I think, God, I'm going to have to go to Belgium. I'm going to have to go to Netherlands. I'm going to have to go to Germany. I'm going to have to go to Denmark. <laughs> I'm going to have to go to France. I'm going to have to go to Spain. I'm going to have to go to the U.K., and that's just right off the top of my head, man. I'm thinking, oh, even the Czech Republic. And so uh, I'm like, all right, uh, how many days do I need in each place? How am I going to make this happen? <laughs> <laughs> man. <laughs> how many days? How many weeks? <laughs> right, exactly. How many weeks? So uh, definitely would love to do it. Love to see bands, see uh, these people that do such great stuff that we've made relationships with. And, man, that... They're definitely on the list. This means war. Looking forward to the the other half that split since I've got to hear all the tracks from This Means War, but like officially getting to listen to them uh, on the release. So be on the lookout for it. Thank you again to Bert. Uh, I've got one more new track, and then uh, we'll start doing a little bit older, lesser-known stuff as we do. Uh, next band is Tempesta. Uh, they reached out. Again, I was planning on playing this the very next episode. So, like Eric said, first week of October, we did a, an episode. The second week of October, this track and the next one I will be playing after Eric's track were scheduled for that. So I'd have been playing them a month ago. Uh, so I apologize for not getting to those a little sooner. Uh, this is uh, the band Tempesta. They're from Barcelona. Uh, great band, some great anti-fascist street punk. They released Serem, S-E-R-E-M, on September 20th. Uh, Great release. You can go find that on Bandcamp as well. And we are going to get into the track Till I Die. And we'll, we'll see what you think. So here goes with Tempesta.
Tempesta Till I Die. Go check out the rest of that release. Serem. It's really good. Hell yeah. Some angry Spaniards. Yes. <laughs> Great stuff from <laughs> Barcelona. I think we have another band from Spain. <laughs> Actually, they're not. Oh, they're not. So that's why I put a question mark, because I couldn't find <laughs> the, the closest thing I could find to anything was a band from Madrid. So we're in the, Eric's band that's coming up right now is not from Madrid. No, they're not from Madrid. This band, uh, Vinny Vidi Vici, is actually from here. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're not exactly a real band yet. This is actually uh, Mauricio from The Usurpers. This is his side project that he's starting. Okay. And I was only made privy of this information uh, just a few days ago when I went to watch Usurpers play at Oliver Rock. Okay. For the uh, Dios de los Muertos celebration. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I got to talk with uh, Mauricio, and he was saying, hey, I'm going to be getting this uh, band started in the next uh, couple of uh, months or so as this pop-punk band, this sort of uh, skate-punk, pop-punk, whatever, that I started a while ago. We only have one song. I'll send it to you. Tell me what you think. And he's like, okay. So he sent me a YouTube link of the song Viva Por Siempre. And I forget what that actually stands for, or <laughs> what that stands for, what that translates out to. I know it has something to do with life. Well, Eric, yeah. I am going to tell you because uh, I've got those things. Oh, I fucking, maybe I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I will tell you in just a moment. Okay. Well, anyway, this is the only uh, song that, uh, to my knowledge, exists by these guys. And it was released... Uh, I, I want to assume it was released some point last year. At least that's when it was uploaded to YouTube. But I can't find it anywhere else. So, yeah, that's the release date. <laughs> well, it translates to live forever. Uh, Vini Vidivici? Or oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about the track name. Okay, sorry. well, yeah, the track. That's a live forever. Yes, sorry. I, I, I translated the wrong thing, it appears. <laughs> uh, Vini Vidivici. That sounds Italian, but obviously if the band is singing in Spanish... Well, uh, yeah, it is Spanish. It's Latin. Okay, so the band's name's Latin. And it translates to, I came, I saw, I won. Okay, that's right. Yeah, I kept going back to Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. <laughs> speaking of South Park. Yeah, speaking of South Park. <laughs> I keep going back to Ghostbusters because it was like, we came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we came, we saw, we conquered. And... Uh, so yeah, now that with that out of the way, here is <clears throat> here is Viver por Siempre. Mauricio, show me what you got. <laughs>
Vivías por siempre. <laughs> yeah. It, even if you can't speak the language, it's uh, pretty easy to sing along to. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's how you know that they wrote a great track, right? Because exactly. you, if you can't even understand what's going on, but you can just get along and go with it and just you're singing along with it, first time listening to, you know, those kind of things, you know it. Yep. I mean, that's why uh, Ricky Martin was such a huge hit in America. It's true. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you don't know who Ricky Martin is, then you need to, you need to <laughs> brush up on your fucking history. He's the guy who wrote about living la vida loca. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I love that song. <clears throat> Someone should do a cover of that one. That'd be fun. Right? That'd be damn fun. Anyway, anyway, yeah. That that was uh, Veni Vivi Vici. And yeah, I guess expect more from those guys. But also Mauricio led on that there will be more from the usurpers in the coming in the next year. Awesome. Yeah, and he's saying that they're uh, taking a sort of a, not a more of a slight shift, not a uh, not such a hard left away from uh, the street punk sound that usurpers are known for. But now Mauricio's bringing in more of his hardcore dynamics. Nice into the into the mix of everything. It's like okay. So you're going to be street punk with breakdowns. Got it. <laughs> I'm all for it. <laughs> awesome. So, so, yeah, new shit from Usurpers, new shit from uh, Vinny Vidivici. Uh, it's going to be a busy It's going to be a busy year for Mauricio and companies, and I'm excited. I'm here for it. And it was great seeing Usurpers again. I hadn't seen them play in, uh, fuck, almost two years. The oh. last show they played was out in L.A., and that was a year ago. Almost a year ago. Almost to the day. Like it was back in December of 2022 wow. that that was the last show they played, yeah, and they just released a music video. So, and that was kind of the uh, the show unveiling that music video for. Uh, uh, I'll think, I'll remember the title when I talk about the shows. Anyway, that's that's what I got to say about uh, usurpers and uh, Scatter Mauricio and company and Vinny Vidivici. I keep having I keep having have. Jesus, I have to continue to look at the notes to make sure I get that, that <laughs> band name correct. It's triple V's. It's the three V's. Three V. All right. I'm done. What's next, Dustin? I got one track. Then uh, we're going to do some talking about some shows. Eric, I'm sure, saw some live shows. I obviously did not. But I'll have a few <laughs> shows. Sure to, about that? <laughs> upcoming shows to mention. Uh, so we'll get there quickly. But before we do, another one of those bands, tracks that I was going to be playing on that episode that should have happened the second week of October. The band Western Mechanique, which basically translates to Western Mechanical, uh, from Metz in France. Uh, They released self-titled EP July 18th of 2023, so that's why I kind of have it here. Maybe they're a little bit lesser known as well, but I'm going to have a lot of stuff to get to. Uh, Ralph in the band reached out September 29th, and I, you know, it was about a week before I smashed my face. So I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna get it on this upcoming episode." So Ralph, I apologize for not getting it on <laughs> sooner, but we're doing it now. Uh, the band has a new album coming in early 2024, so I think this stuff that was released on this self-titled EP will also be included on that. But you can go over to the Bandcamp page and check it out now. The the tracks that are released get an idea of what's to come. The band formed at the end of 2021. And the track we're going to listen to from that Western Mechanique uh, from this great French band is called Gotta Go. So let's do it. You gotta, gotta go. Gotta, gotta go. 
no. <laughs> oh, no. That's Western Mechanique. Go check them out. Go check out those tracks. I'm looking forward to the rest of those tracks that are coming out early this upcoming year. Great band there from Metz in France. That's M-E-T-Z. Eric, uh, we got some cover-to-cover -cover albums we're going to do here in a moment, but before we do... <laughs> <laughs> but before we do, yes, we got a few uh, different uh, shows to talk about here. That's a great thing about the punk scene. Live shows, live music, that's where we get out. We connect to e with each other, including the bands, see the performances. That's what a lot of people in these bands love to do. They like to get out and perform these tracks for people that enjoy seeing the shit. So, oh, yeah. that's why it's a big part of our show. Yeah, oh yeah, quite a quite a big part of our show. <laughs> we take up a lot of time talking about this. I'm going to be taking up some more time now because of uh, the fact that I've, it's been three weeks and I've been to so many shows. But I'll try and uh, I'll try and rattle off. <laughs> You're going to have to do the abbreviated version on each of these. I'm sure the spend more time on the really fun ones and the other ones <laughs> quickly go over. Okay, this. so. Since you last heard me, I went and saw Cannibal Corpse and Mayhem. I showed nice. up uh, pretty late to that one because, uh, well, I wanted to see uh, Gore Guts, but yeah, alas, I showed up a little too late. And I met my friend Destiny down there, and she had not bought her ticket yet. That show was sold out. Ooh. So I waited for her until uh, there was a guy who was flipping tickets, came by, and sold it to her for 50 bucks, which is about what I paid, full price. So I was like, okay, we're good. So we cool. went in, and we got to see... Uh, Mayhem and Cannibal Corpse. And Mayhem, that was my first time seeing them, and God, they were kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's were, no good. Yeah, they had a cool little setup, you know, coming out with their uh, hoods and their cloaks and just, uh, you know, playing a lot of the same uh, style of shit, but it really kind of... <clears throat> it really kind of went off when they went in and played uh, some shit from Death Crush, their first fucking album. And, yeah, that got... That was like more of the uh, punk side of those guys, so it got a little more rowdy and rambunctious. But otherwise, it was just like slow, dreary, atmospheric uh, black metal. I'm like, yeah, maybe it was better seeing them back in the 90s. I wanted to see more pig's heads and more goat guts <laughs> flying into the audience, but no, I guess I can't do that anymore. <laughs> but whatever, Cannibal Corpse came, and they fucking ripped it apart. It was so awesome seeing those guys. They just come out and just start blistering through with Scourge of Iron, coming in with uh, some of their new shit like Blood Blind and uh, uh, Chaos Horrific. And there was a point in Chaos Horrific where everyone was just like headbanging and synchronization. And I was like, this is magical. I love it. <laughs> and they played some of my favorites, including Evisceration Plague and uh, Pounded Into Dust, Pit of Zombies, Stripped, Raped, and Strangled. And, of course, they ended with Hammer Smash Face because... <laughs> Of course they do. It's their biggest fucking song. And, uh, but they also played some two pretty deep cuts that I wasn't expecting. One was, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Pit of Zombies, as I just mentioned, but also Death Walking Terror from their Kill album. And I almost got my best friend Landon to come with me to that show, but he was like, yeah, I'm like, okay, whatever, fucking pussy. And, <laughs> and he loves the song Death Walking Terror. That's his favorite Cannibal Corpse song. And I rubbed it in his face later on. Like, hey, dude, you'll never guess what they played. But no, you had to be somewhere else. Ugh. He's like, oh, poor baby. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was a good one. Then uh, a couple days later, I went and saw Bad Religion. 
for the 12th time in my life. I've seen awesome. Bad Religion 12 times since uh, 2009. And and yeah, I've I've pretty much seen him play almost every one of my favorite songs. The ones I'm still holding out on, I I want to see them play Incomplete and I want to hear them play God's Love. Just to, uh, that's all I ask from you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but this one they they did they did pretty well. They did a lot of deep cuts on here. I mean, they come out with The Defense. The Defense is a song that's uh man, I even forget what album that's from. God, what is it from? No, no, it's not from No Control. It's from uh, uh, Jesus from Process <laughs> of Belief. Process of Belief. There we go. Yeah, and that was yeah. I love how they do that in their uh, in their in their set list. Now they open up with the fa- fans only will know this one, <laughs> and then they go into songs like uh, you know Against the Grain and Fuck You and uh, We're Only Gonna Die. No control, do what you want. They they hit all the uh, all the big ones, and of course, I want to conquer the world. And twenty first century digital boy was the original closer before they come back for the encore, and they come in with sorrow, you, and then they close it with fuck Armageddon. This is hell. So it was a pretty it was a pretty decent one, and I got to hear some cuts on there that I didn't think I was ever gonna hear, like uh, Wrong Way Kids from Descent of Man which is probably one of my favorite songs from that record. I really loved that one. Uh, they also played Drunk Sincerity from uh, 10, not 10 in 2010, The Grey Race. I wish they would play 10 in 2010. Jesus Christ, I love that song. Uh, they also did like uh, Delirium of Disorder from Suffer. They did Beyond Electric Dreams and To Another Abyss. Again, songs that they don't play often. They know what they're... They know to do all the fucking hits. They can do a whole set list on the songs they got. They got radio airplay since the 90s. <laughs> but they know that it's like, yeah, we know you guys got dot. We know some of you guys in here are diehards. You want some of the deep cuts, do you? Yes. Yes, Greg, we do. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that was, a, that was a good one. But I got to, uh, oh, let's see. Yeah, what was the name of the? Speed of Light, the the opening band they had, Speed of Light. God damn, they were fucking great. They were just a three piece, all uh, two brothers and one sister. Wow. And and yeah, the singer just had like a, she just had this crazy raspy voice. It was like a mix between uh, Kim Shetuk and uh, Dennis Lixian from The Muffs and Refused, respectively. Okay. And they're just a three piece, and they just sounded so fucking powerful. I even was like, hey. I run this, uh, I co-host this fucking podcast. If you see a message from uh, me asking to be on an interview, that's who I'm representing. So hopefully we get in touch soon. I'm still waiting to hear. I don't think they're listening. I'm still waiting to hear <laughs> back from it. But anyway, then the dwarves came on. That was my third time seeing dwarves and my second time seeing them without he who should not be named. What the fuck is the, happening? I see the. they posted that they're going to be going to... Rebellion Festival next year, and when Rebellion Festival posts, you know, who's coming, uh, they always post a band picture, and he ain't in that band picture that they just posted this past week. Yeah, so he who must should not be named is apparently he who should not be seen anymore. (laughs) Yeah. And I've been trying to figure out where the whereabouts of him or why they cut ties from each other or anything. Maybe they just didn't like the fact that he was on stage half naked wearing a luchador mask. Maybe uh, that know. was maybe that's sort of the gimmick. Maybe now he's uh, 
completely clothed and uh, you know not wearing the mask. <laughs> and you just don't know it. He's he's actually there. He's just yeah. one of the other guys. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That that would be great. But anyway, the dwarves they were they were pretty good. You know, I don't. I've seen him too. Okay. I've seen him. I saw him at punk rock bowling a few years ago. And fortunately, it was a venue I can kind of sit down. It was uh, one of the club shows. Yeah. And I could sit down in, in the background because it was the outdoor stage because the venue had two different stages. And I was like, cool. I could say I saw the dwarves. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's all, about what it was. Yeah, it's all right. They, mm-hmm. were, they were all right. The first time I saw them was uh, when they were doing the when they were filming the concert footage for the SLC Punk 2 movie. And, yeah, that was a great show. The dwarves just fucking blasted every other band out of the water, <laughs> especially Screeching Weasel. That was my only time seeing Screeching Weasel. And long story short, I am not in a hurry to see them again. <laughs> they were just – it was – it just wasn't good. It was not a good show. <laughs> Whatever. The dwarves kicked ass. Anyway, uh, moving on from there, then on the 13th of October, the Friday the 13th, I went to the Headbangers Ball, and it was an actual ball. And it was I went there because Bean Cat, the uh, person who was uh, putting on that show through Yalt Entertainment, said she needed some help with that show. I'm like, okay, what do you need me to do? I need you to start and tend to the barrel fires. All right, can do. <laughs> and it was a... It was a more uh, taxing process than I had anticipated. Just getting them started was a pain in the ass. We didn't have a lot of lighter fluid. I got two barrels uh, lit up pretty well, but then the third one, we ran out of lighter fluid. So I just had, thankfully, I had a car full of uh, slug magazines. Okay, there was one bundle, 30 magazines. So me, uh, Barrett from Social Stigma, just uh, sort of ripping the pages out, bundling them up, and just using that as kindling to get the wood burning. It took almost like, it almost depleted the entire stack of 30 magazines. So, <laughs> But we got it. We got it rolling. So Slug did something good. Good. <laughs> anyway, so I was handling that, and I was carrying around a, a giant stick, this staff, and just uh, going around the fires and poking it, stirring the embers, making sure everything was still burning. And I just carried that staff around. I felt like a fucking wizard. <laughs> and I'm sitting there watching all the bands playing, and nice. I'm just leaning on the stick, head banging, like, yeah, this is good. And I use that as a sort of a pole vault anytime I wanted to dance, do spin kicks or whatever. <laughs> anyway, the, the bands that were playing, there was uh, Gurgle. They were pretty decent. Uh, Mordecai Tempo. I like those guys. Sort of a, a psychedelic garage rock. Uh, Sutures, they were sort of a death metal band, and uh, then you had Social Stigma. Had a yeah, hell of a time. They're still good. I love them. And then you had Mauled, and the uh, then you had Lilith. Lilith. They were yeah, hailing from the Northeast. I think they're from Oregon. Oh no, 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 no. they're from Washington, Tacoma, Washington, if I'm not mistaken. But they were fucking kick ass. Loved those guys. Talked to the singer afterwards. Bought a fucking cassette tape from them. It was a pretty decent show. That's awesome. Yeah. Then moving on from there, on the 21st, I went to the Wild West Fest pregame, the pre-show. And I was really only there to just see one band, and that band was Alpha and Omega. I played this band on the show a couple years ago, their uh, No Rest, No Peace album. And I went there hoping to hear uh, some of those classics, but they didn't play, they only played one song from that album. 
The rest were from uh, their first album, which still is a good one, but it was that album that I was hoping for. And so, yeah, I was there. I was up front, stage left on the, uh, at, the, <clears throat> at the show. And as soon as they come in, crowd splits apart with the Red Sea, fist starts fly, flying, and I <laughs> happen to catch one to the fucking side of my head. Ooh. Thankfully, it wasn't the bad side. That's I was good. like, okay, I'm uh, going to go retreat. <laughs> <laughs> and I stayed on the opposite side of the stage, just uh, kind of bundled between a lot of people. And yeah, those pits were getting pretty brutal. I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not into that. But Alpha and Omega, they uh, they have been split up for about almost 10 years. And now there's this sudden resurfacing of them. I'm like, okay, I'm into it. Let's, uh, let's get keep that shit going. So that was a nice little surprise. Now, Wild West Fest at the actual festival, I was also... Uh, veritably late to that <laughs> i really uh, showed up uh, mainly because i wanted to see dead heat though i was bummed i didn't catch a uh, vamakara they were supposed to play last year but they couldn't make it much much how dead heat couldn't either uh, but yeah i stood there i watched uh watched dead heat they were minus a guitarist that night because their guitarist had some uh he was having issues with his heart and he had to stay behind and uh uh, deal with that. Wow, that's yeah. not good. It wasn't exactly a heart attack, but it was uh, something he needed to treat. So, and that was kind of a bummer to me because it takes two guitarists to play my favorite song by those guys, which is Death Wish. And they sort of teased that. They just did the little snare roll that leads into the breakdown. So they did manage to play that. And I went up and talked to their uh, singer afterwards. He was man in the merch booth. And we were just kind of shooting the shit. And I was, I was asking him, like, why did you do that? You gave me some blue balls. And he told me about the <laughs> guitarist and everything like that. I'm like, oh, okay. I understand that. You know, I can Fair respect enough. it. But hey. Would you like to be interviewed? <laughs> and we got to talking about uh, we got to talking about like all these bands, and I was saying like uh, that lead in the little snare roll. I was like, wait a minute, this sounds familiar. Why does it sound familiar? Because I wrote that exact same thing for a breakdown in my song. <laughs> we had a good laugh about it. It's like, dude, you ripped off a song before it was even written. And you've ripped off before. One of your songs in your uh, EPs just blatantly rips off the riff to Critical Mass. And he's like, oh, yeah, we did that. But did you know that Nuclear Assault ripped off that riff from this band? <laughs> so we just got on a whole tangent on which band ripped off who. It was pretty funny. That is funny. <laughs> so, so, yeah, great guy to talk to. I uh, have yet to reach out to him to schedule an interview because he's interested in being interviewed on here. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Oh, and they announced that they're going on tour next year with Municipal Waste and fucking Necrot. Wow. Oh, yeah, that's uh, – are you going to come here? <laughs> I checked the dates. They're not coming here. But there is a pretty big gap between uh, uh, Colorado and, uh, uh, I guess, Washington. It's like a three-day gap. I'm like, hey, within those three days <laughs> – Right. Let me tell you about this venue called Aces High. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sure if Aces High could, they would have municipal waste on there in a second. But uh, one day. One day. Anyway, the rest of the fest was uh, pretty cool. Uh, when s there was a secret band that was, uh, that was being teased, and it happened to be One Step Closer. 
Oh, cool. Yeah, one step closer. That got the hardcore kids a fucking rolling and a wailing. <laughs> and and yeah, I made sure to steer pretty clear of that because these new school hardcore kids, they get brutal. They get so fucking vicious in that pit. I'm like, okay, I've had too many injuries, so you do you, boo. <laughs> and I've stood all the way back in uh, when Tsunami played because last time Tsunami played here, kid got hospitalized from getting his sternum broken. Jeez. And that's just because of the pit, just because the people in the pit decided to rally against him and jump him. But they figured that, oh, we jumped the wrong person. Fuck. So, yeah, <laughs> it's not so much me being afraid of the pit, but more the people. Because there are some assholes in there. Yeah. And Tsunami just happens to attract them. Anyway, that's... Spill milk. <laughs> <laughs> Tsunami's a good band. I just can't really... Uh, I just can't hang with the crowd. Anyway, moving on from there, a, ba- a show that I played on the 29th with uh, Sidewalk Slam, Simeon, and Ulteriors. That was the second time that I played at Loathing Clothing, the first of which was the time I played with Apathetics that I talked about previously, didn't I? Didn't I? Apathetics with uh, Boss's Daughter? Yeah. Okay, we did get to that one. Yep. So, yeah, that was, uh, so, yeah, that was the first time Anonymous played there, and they actually had the stage built out. Nice. Like, Damn, this is, you weren't fucking kidding. Okay. So it was cool playing a stage show again and being able to play with uh, Simeon, who was replacing Repeller. Because Repeller was supposed to play that show, but they got the dates mixed up. So uh, it was going to be at a time when uh, Scatter was out of town. So, eh, okay, no Repeller. And I thought it was funny because that's the band that Tyler is in now, and Simeon is the band that Drew is in. (laughs) So it was like we swapped out one of our former bassist band for another former bassist band. (laughs) Nice. But Simeon kicked ass. I fucking loved seeing those guys. And, you know, Drew got to reconnect with all of our uh, previous members, got to meet the new ones. And he's like, yeah, it's almost like we didn't skip a beat. It's awesome. Drew, you're a nice guy. One of the sweetest guys. And, <laughs> and your band kicks ass. They'll be playing a, they'll be playing a record release show uh, tomorrow, actually, on the 9th. And Sidewalk Slam, they are a, sort of a crusty D-beat band from uh, Portland. And the singer, Andy, he came up to me after our set saying, dude, um, I really don't usually do this when I'm on tour, but I had to buy one of your guys' fucking patches. <laughs> you guys fucking kicked ass. That's yeah. awesome. And we exchanged numbers. He says, if you're ever up by Portland, you need a show, hit me up. I will get you set up. Fuck yeah. Thank you, dude. So good looking out. And also, notably, this was Anonymous's first show with Will on bass. And he fucking killed it. He was up there stomping around, having a good old time. Wasn't a lot of people at this show because this was the weekend right before Halloween. And people were already burnt out on their pre-Halloween shows. This is on a Sunday, too, no less. Right. So uh, it's, uh, it was what it was. But what it was <laughs> was fucking awesome. You That's know, awesome. No matter how small the show is, we still, we still fucking uh, managed to kick ass. And I had another show right after that. That was on the first at Aces with... Reefer Madness from Calgary. Cool. And Apathetics played that one. And this show was so poorly advertised, we didn't really know what was going on. We didn't know who else was going to be playing. So we kind of uh, scraped together a bill at the last minute and got once and got Just for the Record to come on. But they didn't play because their new guitarist didn't have his ID. Well, he had his ID, but it was expired. 
Oh, so, crap. That sucks. So, yeah, that sucked. And so, just for the record, couldn't play, which uh, sucks enough. But their guitarist, I can't remember his name, but he made a big fucking scene out of it. And the bartender, she was on the phone with uh, uh, with another bartender and the owner saying, like, Saying, like, he has the proof here that he, like, renewed his ID and everything. Can we let this slide? It's like, no, we can't do that. Okay. And the singer's just like, this is a gay-ass law. It's so stupid. You guys suck. And on his way out the door, he said probably the most mellow, dramatic thing. <laughs> the fucking woe is me thing is like, I will be bigger than any of y'all. Talking about instruments. <laughs> talking about oh being a musician. Gosh. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. Dude, you could have salvaged something, but I think you just burned this bridge. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, thank you for giving all of those people watching the ability to say, that guy was is big now, but man, he was a fucking asshole. And, he, <laughs> and here's the story I've got because of it. Right. <laughs> it's It was just shitty. So now... And now, just for the record, is a band from playing there. Not just because of that incident. I guess there were problems in the past with uh, with their members. I don't know. I didn't exactly look into it, but, you know, whatever. So and the owner, Katie, she messaged me just like, uh, don't book those guys again. I'm like, yeah, judging by the display that their guitarist had here, it's uh, – uh, I no, that's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we we'd love to let it slide. But the thing is, we will get pelted with a fucking ten grand fine if we get caught. Yeah, and they we can't be making that. no ten grand on that show. So yeah, yeah, you're putting people's lives in jeopardy. You know, all these mm -hmm. people working here, the bar will have to shut down for a month. It's gonna fuck. It's gonna fuck a lot of people over. So, dude, just say you're sorry, and it won't happen again. Don't yeah. make a fucking scene. Some people are selfish assholes. Yes, yeah, so that guy was. Uh, you know, I don't. I've only met that guy one other time. He came to our show in Ogden at the Funkin' Dive Bar, and he was cool when I met him. And he was cool when I saw him at that show, but judging by that uh, riveting display of rather <laughs> of a rather immature setting, I'm like, dude, look, you were just acting like a total fucking dumbass. Anyway, right. and that's just putting it politely. But anyway, we played a pretty good set, if I say so myself, and I do. And Reefer Madness, those are some angry Canadians. <laughs> they had a, oh man, they had a, they put on a great show. They were really fun, really heavy, really nice guys to talk to. Helped them load out when they, yeah, helped them load out when they left. And did I see any other shows? Oh yeah, Dio de la, Dios de los Muertos, the show that I went to on the on the fifth. Yeah, that was a that was a killer show. It was great seeing Usurpers again. Uh, I failed to look up what song <laughs> I did their music video for, but uh, just it, it. I guess it doesn't matter. But it was a pretty big show. Uh, I got to see Mokosos, my friend Ra Ra's band. I haven't seen them play yet, so so that was cool. <laughs> pretty heavy, pretty heavy shit. And then there was the uh, uh, then there was the touring band whose name I can't remember. But I wasn't watching them. I was listening to them because I was inside Oliver Rock because uh, the owner tasked me with uh, writing down a list of hardcore bands whose merch they ought to get because they're trying to get more hardcore bands on a bill so that they can play here. Okay. Uh, so that they can play at Oliver. But that means they got to bring in the hardcore crowd 
to check out all of her. So that means hardcore shirts, hardcore merch, all these bands. I was like, okay, give me a piece Fair. of paper. And she gave me these little uh, eight by five leaflets. And I filled two of them out, <laughs> like two columns each wow. of all these hardcore bands. It's like, um, here, this is a good start. <laughs> I'm sure they appreciated you then. Oh, they sure fucking did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, those are all the shows I attended. Now here's all the shows that are coming up. <laughs> <laughs> On the 9th, uh, two shows. Uh, Simeon, they're doing their LP release show at Aces with Bonestorm and Written in Fire. Show's going to start at 8 p.m. Uh, I wager to say it's probably a $10 entrance fee. It's just a... Just a local showcase, so it's not going to be that expensive. Uh, however, I will I will try to be making it to that show. I'll see how I'll see how late this other show I'm going to is, and that show is Amigo the Devil. He's playing with David Ramirez and Schaefer James at the Complex, and I missed Amigo when he came here uh, in August. Uh, or no, maybe it wasn't August. Maybe it was July. I I can't remember, but I was double booked on that night. And then I got the dates mixed up, thinking that he was going to play in August. But no, that was the time he was here previously, <laughs> in 2022. Not 2023, 2022. Oh, fuck. Well, I guess I missed Amigo. And I bought the ticket and everything. Ugh, it, was, it was dumb. But I was also at another show watching Goat Sifter, Filth Lords, and All Systems Fail at the DLC. And that was a great show. So not a total loss. But this time, I'm not making that same mistake <laughs> okay, anyway, on the 11th, we're going to see the return of one of Grudge City's finest hardcore bands, Trip Hammer. They haven't played a show in almost 20 years, and they are coming back for this one. And they will be joined by Villain, Run Into the Sun, and Absolved. That's going to be at Metro, and it is $15. I know what it looks like on the flyer. On the flyer, it looks like it says 13 It's the font that they chose with this. That 5 looks like a 3 <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it starts at 7 p.m. Be there. And on the 13th, the mighty Depeche Mode is coming to the Delta Center. Now, you're looking at tickets anywhere between $100 to $1,000. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Ticketmaster, Live Nation, wherever you go, you're going to be paying out the ass, man. Right. Uh, so for those of you who have uh, depleted your savings, just remember that show starts at 730 and it's on the 13th. Anyway, on the 14th, Harm's Way is coming back to the Metro Music Hall with Fleshwater, Ringworm, uh, Ringworm, fuck, I wish, Ingwor Ingrown. Ingrown, gotcha. <laughs> Ingrown and Jive Bomb. Uh, don't have the uh, price or uh, set time for that one, but just wager it's like 7 p.m. and uh, maybe it's around uh, $30. It is Metro. That's sort of the uh, average price of a show there. That's, uh, that's for touring acts. Uh, let's see. I think that's, uh, yeah, I think that covers it for the uh, next week. Certainly does. That's all I got. Dustin? <laughs> yeah, I got a few shows. Uh, funny enough, uh, it was the last couple days. I pretty much went through and deleted all the flyers that I had saved that I was going to talk about because obviously all that shit came and went. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> so a few that are coming up uh, on Saturday, the 18th, Murphy's Law, The Stress, Intimidation, and Heads Will Roll are all playing at the Amity Music Hall, which is in Amityville, New York. So go check that one out. Uh, you can go to Amity, amityvillemusichall.org to go get more information, or obviously you can follow uh, any of those bands that I mentioned. Then uh, something that I was hoping to go to 
quite some time ago, and I probably would have bought tickets if I were to be going. But it is the <laughs> the Midwest shows, the, the the kind of the Midwest Live and Loud, the way they were doing it. They were doing it in two different cities this go around. So on Friday, November tenth. If you are in St. Louis, I think the St. Louis show, yeah, the St. Louis show's at Old Rock House in St. Louis, and you'll get to see Antiheroes, Antagonizers, uh, Fear City, Victory, I love Victory, I'd, I'd go just to go see Victory and Hard Evidence, I, I saw Antiheroes twice already at Punk Rock Bowling, but I'd go to see them again because they were fantastic, Antagonizer, amazing every time, but to see Fear City, Victory, Hard Evidence, Amazing. Also, Piston Broke, Liberty and Justice are, are all going to be playing that show. So that's this weekend. Go see that in St. Louis. The Chicago shows the very next day. And that's at Reggie's in Chicago. So uh, you can go check that out. And the lineup there is also Antiheroes and Antagonizers and Fear City. But you'll also get to see Prowlers. Yeah, Prowlers from Montreal. They're amazing. Uh, Fighting for Scraps, Lost Legion, and uh, Old Salt. Oh, and No Guard as well. They're on the, the bill too. So that is Saturday the 11th. Doors are at 11 there, and tickets are available at reggieslive.com. So many great bands on both of those. I would have loved to go and just basically follow that tour, uh, you know, go from St. Louis to Chicago. That would have been amazing. Now, something cool coming up on November 18th. Uh, Punk's Giving, which will be in Upland, California, uh, starts at 5. Punk Rock Saves Lives is putting it on. There'll be some charity auctions. It's an all-ages show. $10 donation to get in. Free giveaways also available. And you'll get to go see bands like Jughead's Revenge, No Consent, Since We Were Kids, Total Massacre, Violates Community Standards, Fourth in Line, Hellbound Pound, I think is what that says. So, that, again, that's in Upland, uh, California. I'll mention that again next week, but good cause there. Concrete Elite and Claimed Choice, they'll be doing some November shows on the 8th, which is today. They're playing in Pittsburgh. The 9th, tomorrow, they'll be in Philly. Then on the 10th, in Belmar. New York City on the 11th and the 12th in Boston. Claimed Choice are awesome. Uh, Wired Up will be special guest at uh, those shows as well. So go see all of them, uh, three great bands that will be touring there, the, the Northeast. So uh, go check those out. Uh, I already told you about the Stressed Show, uh, the Claim Choice. They, they'll be doing that. That was the East Coast shows. They'll be doing West Coast starting on October 14th. Uh, in Sacramento, 15th in San Francisco, San Jose on the 16th, 17th in Fresno, Long Beach on the 18th and the 19th in San Diego. So basically like California, but uh, go see that band. Go check out uh, Claimed Choice on Instagram if you want to get some more details as to the specific venues and such that you can go see the band. The Runts are going to be playing some shows. Uh, The Runts will be in Las Vegas on the 10th, Phoenix on the 11th, Tucson on the 12th, El Paso on the 13th, Austin, Texas on the 14th, San Antonio on the 15th, Dallas on the 16th, and Tulsa at Flyover Fest on the 17th. So go see the Runts. You ain't got too many more chances to see them as we, we had that discussion on that interview. I think that was earlier this year, right? 
Uh, yeah, it was earlier this year. Yeah, so I think that he was saying that they're wrapping up like by the throughout this year, so you ain't gonna get too many more chances to go see the runt. So if you get that chance, go see him. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully one of those last tour dates lands here. Right. Uh, Hunger Strike Two, a benefit for Kitsap Food, not bombs. Uh, this will be in Bremerton, Washington. It's this Saturday, the 11th, uh, 6 p.m. for Zines. Music starts at 8. It's $10. It's an all-ages show, but there is a bar with ID. You can go see Rankin Vile, Molotov Juice Box, Negligence, and Villafred. I can't read the font very well. I apologize. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, go check that out. If you're up near Bremerton, it's at the Charleston. Uh, always doing cool stuff there, the Kitsap, food, not bombs, uh, the benefits there, and it's put on by Sabotage Noise Productions. They're great. Uh, always doing some great shows up there in that area. So if you're anywhere in the area, go support. And finally, last thing is Violent Way is doing a fall European tour uh, on the 15th. They'll be in Berlin, Essen on the 16th, Paris on the 17th, Hamburg on the 18th. Uh, and that Hamburg show, they'll be playing with Cox Bar, so you should check that out. Uh, they'll have some other shows coming up in Germany and Belgium and such, but I'll mention those come next week because those are a little bit further out. But Violent Way is an awesome band. Go check them out. Eric, it's time to get back to the music, so what do you got for your great cover-to-cover album? Uh, my great cover-to-cover EP is... The newest released from our favorite Swedish D-beat band with Japanese song titles, (laughs) Paranoid. Right. Oh, yeah. They finally came back. It's about damn time they released a damn EP or something other than a fucking single. I mean, after a year and a half of releasing a string of singles, they have finally buckled down and gave us a fully-fledged release since uh, Tatari, an an LP that came out in January of 2012. This one is the SCUM EP, and that's SCUM, it's an acronym, S-C-U-M, and it's still unclear as to what that actually stands <laughs> for. I've been... I was going to ask you, because you're saying it's a, it's obviously stylized as an acronym, but I didn't know, so I was wondering if you did, but I definitely don't. I wish I did, too. <laughs> I was looking at reviews on this uh, EP. I was going through, like, uh, No Echo and uh, Maximum Rock and Roll, and uh, there was nothing. They said nothing about to what SCUM stands for, so... I guess it's kind of like a guar where you just kind of uh, make up your own meaning behind it. Because uh, Dave Brocky did go on a, a Fox 13 News and was saying, like, and they're asking him, what does guar stand for? It's like, it's whatever you want it to stand for. So <laughs> maybe that's what this is. Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe it means something in Swedish. Maybe it means something in Japanese. Which in that case, why wouldn't the acronym itself be in Japanese? That's but, true. Yeah, but whatever. That's that's not important. What is important? Uh, important. What's important? What's important is that this uh, scum EP. It's twelve and a half minutes of their calculated blend of thrash, crust, and D beat, and it still reigns supreme. Only it's grimier than ever. The <laughs> guitars are far more distorted. Distorted. Even the leads and the vocals sound more coarse and, uh, for lack of a better term, slimier. <laughs> like, it just feels like it's sliding right out of that sandpaper-coated trachea. 
and it has this wall of sound that is uh, more adjunct to what you'd hear in a record that's produced in your friend's basement. <laughs> and But the performances are tight. The guitars harmonize very precisely. The vocals stay in sync with the, in sync with the speed and the riffs. And despite, despite being indecipherable. <laughs> and the drums mix up the rhythms. And this EP runs the gamut of evenly spotlighting their various distinctions in their sound. So, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about some of this shit. The first song that I chose is Yoragiri. Yeah, Yoragiri, <laughs> which in Japanese translates to betrayal. Okay. And this song, more or less, ditches the metallic stylings of both crust and thrash and whittles it down to just a 30-second barrage of blast beats and gang vocals. It's an old-school hardcore punk song. Nothing more, nothing less. So... I've been talking a, a lot about shows, so it's kind of refreshing to have a song that won't take up as much time. So here's uh, just 30 seconds of Betrayal. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it's spotlighting a different, uh, you know, the different variants in their sound. And that was their punk rock one. Now, as for the, uh, the one that follows directly after that, this is, you know, in chronological order of, uh, of the EP itself. It's uh, followed by Taikai Taki Kanu, which translates out to systematic anguish. Or systemic English, I should say, and this is their sort of a uh, return to form in uh, in the scope of the in this EP, as the as this acts as like a similar bookend once compared to the opener Shimenteki Fufuka Yu. I remember uh, <laughs> Fufuka Yu. Fufuka Yu. <laughs> yeah, civil disobedience. That's the name of the song. But I remember talking about this single when it just dropped uh, earlier this year, and. I had such a hard time trying to sound out the, that second word, mm. fufukuju. <laughs> uh, I forget how it went, but <laughs> all I know is that I kept fucking it up. <laughs> anyway, this one is a bit more, a bit more of an atmospheric, soaring metal epic, clocking in at roughly the same time as the opener. <clears throat> Excuse me, which is like four minutes and change. And it's starting, it starts off really fast and feisty and it slams away throughout the whole song. And it's only break in between are these dual guitar harmonies. Now you'll see what I mean by the harmonies being so precise, despite the fact that they are muffled as all shit. <laughs> you can, it's kind of a conundrum in how I'm able to pinpoint that shit. It just sounds correct. So, so yeah, if you don't believe me, here's systemic anguish.
All right. Everybody got that? Taikei <laughs> Takiki no. Okay. Takiku no. Yeah, Taikei Takiki Takiku no. Sure. I've <laughs> Not since I heard this band have I ever attempted to speak Japanese. So, yeah. The only things that, yeah, the only. Uh, what causes Eric to want to speak Japanese? Listening to a Swedish band. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Before that, the only terms I knew in mm. Japanese were fucking konnichiwa and banzai and sushi. <laughs> so, <laughs> learn a little more every day. So, uh, yeah. Taikai I already forgot how it went. <laughs> Whatever. Systemic anguish. <laughs> That's. Apparently, what it uh, translates out to, though, uh, the Google Translate says systematic suffering. I'm like, eh, that sounds more like a death metal song, systematic suffering. <laughs> or maybe a thrash one. Well, these guys are kind of thrashy. Anyway, the, so yeah, the production style on this one, it's, uh, it is just bare bones. It is so fucking uh, grimy and just brutal, for lack of a better term. It reminds me of all the... I like the old school uh, productions of not just punk albums, but black metal albums. And and yet, upon listening to it, I do hear a bit more of a Venom and Celtic Frost coming out in this uh, in this record. It is very back to basics for these guys. Almost like they're trying to relive the days when they first started jamming. And it shows in all the best ways possible. It's like, yeah, they don't sound like they're trying to relive the glory days. They sound like seasoned vets just uh, showing that they still got some fucking some fucking steam left in the engine. So yeah, paranoid scum. <laughs> I will I will find out what the fuck that stands for. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> uh, maybe hopefully before the end of the year because this EP I'm gonna spoil it. It landed on my top ten list. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, this is this EP has uh, got a slot. I won't say which one. Probably because I myself don't know, but it is on yeah, the list. Yeah, there's still more more releases to come. We got two almost two months left to go. Oh yeah, I've already started compiling the list of uh, the best releases for this year. Nice. Now they're in the uh, yeah. Now they're going through uh, the stage of re-listenability, <laughs> meaning I have to go back and re-listen to this and make sure that they still have some impact. There's still some. There's still the releases by Move and Drain and Ringworm that I've yet to talk about because I have to keep going back and listening to those records. Well, I have to keep telling myself to go back and listen <laughs> to them. And then when I do go back and listen to them, I am not paying attention. So, <laughs> so yeah, I will get to those eventually. It's, uh, that's a promise I'm making to myself. But, but yeah, I got to Paranoid, got to Scum, and I love it. Nice. Well... Uh, I got an album. I've talked about this album before. Can't remember how long ago. I played the cover they did of The Clash uh, on an episode right before I broke my face. Uh, <laughs> and at that time, I was thinking, oh, in the future, you know, in about a month or so, which has been about a month or so, though there hasn't been a lot of episodes in that window, <laughs> I thought, you know what? Because uh, I have a few albums I want to get to, and I thought, I, I like this album. Didn't really have a lot of time to go through uh, all the albums that I wanted to go through because of all the other music that I'm trying to go through, especially for upcoming episodes of Punk and My Worldwide here, and trying to do some improvements and get some things going with uh, Pow Radio, too. All of that, I thought, I got to take the easy road. 
I was already planning this. I already had the tracks picked. Don't have too much more to say other than it's just one of my favorite albums, just period. Uh, I was listening to this album in my car. I had it on. So when I was driving in one specific vehicle of mine, every time I get in, it was just basically this album on repeat. No matter where I was, it was just pick up wherever it left off and listening to it. And it was probably for about three, four months this year already. So... It's the suburbs. If you're not familiar with the suburbs, up from Berlin in Germany. If you're not familiar with them, the band Tower Blocks came before this band. And out of the ashes of Tower Blocks, you get the suburbs. The suburbs put out their only full-length album, The Good Times Are Gone, in March of 2015. It's March 1st, 2015. Love that album. It's been out for a while. The Tower Blocks releases were probably like... 05-ish to 12 or somewhere in that range prior to this. But now you get the suburbs. I hope to get this on vinyl. I don't even know if it came out on vinyl. I'm sure it's got to. But I definitely want to get it because I love this album. I've played some tracks off of it before. I'm going to pick some new tracks this time because every track's fantastic in my opinion. We're going to play Buy Your Image first. So, yep, there's people out there that do this. They buy their image. It's not really what expresses them from the inside onto the outside. It's just, for whatever reason, they're buying it. They're throwing it on. There's a yeah. lot of those people, you know, you get those funny memes and shit like that where you see some girl or something and you're like, and she has no tattoos and she just doesn't look like she listens to punk music, but she's wearing a Misfit shirt or a Ramon shirt or, you know, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and also... Uh- it also reminds me of when people were paying like fifteen dollars t- to put an image into an AI generator, and then it just gave them the you know the animated version of themselves. Yeah, and there was quite an uproar on that, where it's like you guys are basically taking money away from actual artists, which right. yes, yes, they are. They're right. buying their own images. Right. Well, here we go with the suburbs and buy your image off of the good times are gone. Yeah, buy your image, buy your image, just like they do it. Buy your image, buy your image. 
Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I love that whole album. And as I said, you know, I'd been listening to that a lot, uh, probably the majority of the summer, right? Whatever vehicle that, that I was driving in, I had that going on. And as I stated, I hadn't listened to a lot of music. So I haven't even heard this any of the tracks from this since, you know, for over a month. So to listen to it as much as I was, to not listen to it, really brought me a lot of joy to hear it now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's almost like uh, hearing it for the first time again. Right? Well, another one that I get to hear for maybe the 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 feeling of the first time is Same Old Shit. Uh, again, the whole album, go check it out. If you haven't heard of The Suburbs, go check out The Good Times Are Gone. Everything on it is fantastic. I love that whole album. And we are going to check out the Same Old Shit so we can get wrapping up the show. Here we go with The Suburbs. <laughs> Yeah. 
the truth. Yeah, it's sort of a it's sort of a statement of uh, <clears throat> of this band's lyrical trajectory as well. Uh, what we were saying about buy your image, yeah, like yeah, it's the same shit, but it's somehow getting worse. <laughs> so of course you're not gonna get bored with it because now you got something else to be pissed about. Yeah, and I mean even with that specific track, it, it speaks very true. Uh, I was just talking about the album, uh, how much I was listening to it, and how much I was continuing to listen to it over and over and over. It's the same old shit, but I never get bored with it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, for better or worse. <laughs> Along with some of those, a lot of those other great things. And I mean, that particular track uh, has so much great, just uh, my favorite shit. It has uh, the great things about Oi that I like is those rock and roll elements to it. And that rock and roll solo there was just fantastic. I love it. Great album. Go check it out. It's now time to wrap up the show, though, Eric. What do you got? Uh, what have I got? I got a a song that was meant to be a uh, Halloween song. <laughs> Not a punk rock Halloween song, but, you know, a, a, it's a metal song. It's from one of the OG doom metal acts, and they are called Pentagram. Pentagram formed in Alexandria, Virginia in 1971 by Bobby Liebling. Liebling. Nice. I think that's how you pronounce it. Anyway. I'll go with it. <laughs> so, yeah, Bobby, he formed uh, Pentagram and the idea to create music that was in the same vein as uh, Black Sabbath and the emerging heavy metal genre. And although they didn't have a proper record release until 1985, they managed to qua cause quite a bit of a stir in the metal underground. After, But after multiple lineup changes and uh, multiple breakups, soft releases of their singles and demos, of, which kind of came about uh, in the wake of failed attempts to getting signed <laughs> to <laughs> record labels. They even performed in front of Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley, but they didn't believe in them because they didn't like their image. You know how those fucking cocksuckers are. <laughs> Particularly the one with the long tongue. Fuck you, Gene. <laughs> Fuck you, Chaim. Uh, yeah. Good. yeah, whatever. I'm not here to talk shit on Kiss. I'm here to talk... I'm here to sing praises for Pentagram. Uh, and so, yeah, they had multiple uh, disbandments, and they finally found their footing in 1980. And there was... Uh, they were are considered among one of the uh, pioneers of doom metal. They're held up to the degree as like Candlemass and St. Vitus and Electric Wizard. They're even part of the big four of doom metal. <laughs> that's what that's what fans proclaim. So, so yeah, how did they uh, sort of overcome all this adversity? Well, there was a doom metal band that was named Death Row who brought on former members of uh, Pentagram's uh, many previous members in their in their revolving lineup, <laughs> and that included Bobby himself. He was brought on as the vocalist, and and soon they uh, rebranded themselves as another rendition of Pentagram, and with it released their first album. It was originally self-titled, but was renamed Relentless in the reissues, and yeah, the reissues. It's uh, nothing really that different. Just the uh, uh, the track listing has shifted a little bit, so one song is here, but was there at one point. Then another song is here instead of there at that, whatever. And and yeah, they sort of uh, remixed them, remastered them, made them sound a bit fuller. Uh, nothing, nothing too drastic. But this was a summation of songs that Bobby had written throughout the last 15 years, as well as songs originally written by the band Death Row, 
one of which is the titular opening track. And, and yeah, this album, it features a lot of occultish imagery, hence why I had this saved for Halloween. <laughs> and as the name so implies, it's... But it's not exactly glorifying or promoting Satanism or anything, but more presenting it in a similar style to how their peers so did. Like Iron Maiden's Number of the Beast or Black Sabbath's uh, Most of Their Chronology. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they originally wanted to title War Pigs Walpurgis, the pagan holiday. Anyway, you read the lyrics. They read like a sort of like a horror novel. And such as today's subject... The ghoul. <laughs> it's basically just depicting the acts of a person desecrating a grave in graphic detail and just uh, taking the parts of the corpse that they like. It's so close to being a tribute to Ed Gein. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're a little uh, short on time, but here is The Ghoul.
Giving you one last send off for Halloween so we can die on. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Fucking, yeah, I fucking love that album, Relentless or, and or self titled, whatever you want to <laughs> call it. But, but yeah, Pentagram is such a killer band and they got a pretty crazy story. Check out the documentary on uh, Pentagram. It's talking about, uh, it's mostly uh, detailing Bobby's struggle with uh, addiction, how he was 15 years old, still at 50. 50, five zero, still living in his parents' basement, strung out as all hell. So he's he's still walking, he's still singing, he's still got pentagram a fucking rolling, but damn did he live quite a tumultuous life. Wow. So so yeah, check that shit out when you get a chance. It's uh it's pretty amazing. And Pentagram, still a great band. Still a great band. I love them. Awesome. Well, I'm gonna wrap up with uh, a band by the name of The Hangmen. Uh, they formed in 1985. Keith Morris, yes, that Keith Morris, manages this band. Uh, we shared with us, we get a lot of stuff uh, sent to my email from several different PR groups. And, uh, you know, there's a difference between, like, specific band reaching out and saying, hey, check out my music compared to some of these PR groups. And some of them, I mean, they're sending out, you know, to us and who knows how many other podcasts and magazines and whatever else, right? Kind of a, a big blanket thing and hoping people pick it up. And I listen to every single thing that gets sent across. A lot of those variety of things that get sent, there's a lot that never end up on our show because it's just not our thing. Yeah. Right? If it was something that I was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm into it, but I think Eric might be, I would send it to Eric, but... Uh, it's just not those type of things. So that's what this specific one is, is it was shared to us through Mike of Earshot Media. So thank you, Mike. I like this. This one was cool. The band's from L.A. They're on Acetate Records. And uh, the band, The Hangmen, they released, uh, again, they formed in 85, so keep that in mind. They're coming up on 40 years as a band. Uh, they released Stories to Tell, which being a band that long, I'm sure they do have some stories to tell. <laughs> but uh, they released that September 8th of this year, so pretty new. It's only two months to this date is when it was released. Uh, would have only been about a month old by the time I would have played it if I would have been playing it when I was originally planning, but here we are. Uh, we're going to play a track from Stories to Tell from The Hangmen. It's called Midnight Riders. It's track number two. Here we go. Let's wrap up the show.
know, it almost sounds like one of the many projects that Keith Morris would have had. Right. It is time away from Circle Jerks and uh, before Off came into the picture. Well, might be why he would manage it. It probably seems like something he'd be into. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's good stuff. That's The Hangman. I-, I dig it. Like I say, I listen to everything that everybody sends us, and I always play the stuff that I enjoy because uh, I'm not going to get on here and tell you, hey, I like this. Go check it out when I'm telling Eric, oh, my God, this is fucking awful. I can't stand it. Uh, I think I've one or two bands have sent some stuff. Like, most people send stuff to us, and it's like, yeah, there's certain things. I might not love everything, but I like it, and I'll talk about the stuff I do enjoy about it. I think there's, like I said, only one, maybe two things that I've even sent to Eric afterwards. Like, a band reached out and like, I don't know if I have anything positive I can say about it. It's just fucking weird, man. I don't know. And I'll send it to Eric and see if he wants to uh, talk about it. So for the most part, though, have been pretty lucky. I don't have to tell people like, hey, I don't like your stuff and I'm not going to play it. So we've been really lucky in that sense. And all those PR groups, I mean, like I said, we're just part of the blanket send out. And so I just play the stuff that I enjoy, like the hangman. Yep. It's like, uh, you know, if you send out a song and it doesn't get played, that doesn't always mean that it sucks. Uh, more often than not, it means that we just we just don't have time. <laughs> We're right. overflowing over here with, uh, uh, with the amount of material that we got to plug up in this bitch. <laughs> and I think I've got everything that was shared up through the end of September. I think we were even into the beginning of October at that point for that episode that we would have done that. I broke my face, and we didn't do. So I, if you've shared stuff since October, know that I will get to it. might take a minute, but we'll get there. But now it's time to wrap up the show. Thank you for tuning in and listening all the way up to this point. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Player FM, Podvine, Podchaser, Verbal, and slcpunkcast.com. You can go tune in to POW Radio. Got 24-7 streaming punk music. We're going to have some DJs, including myself. Eric will be doing some stuff, and we have some other people that are interested in joining. We would have been doing those things by now, more than likely, if I didn't break my face, but we're going to get there. Yeah. Uh, the bands are found on Instagram at 3erUT, at This Means War Punk, at Serem Tempesta, uh, at Western Mechanique, at PNDFTW, and that's uh, for Paranoid. Fuck the world, but that's for Paranoid. At pentagram underscore USA, at the underscore hangmen, and the shows at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at scary uncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. You can find my bands Anonymous and Apathetics on Instagram at anonymous underscore band official and at the apathetics.slc and on Facebook at anonymous SLC and at the apathetics. And find us on Bandcamp at Anonymous SLC and at theapathetics.bandcamp.com. Again, new album is out from Apathetics. Eight songs, eight great songs. And, yeah, I hope you enjoy that. Find my other, what? what was the release date? Like the 9th, right? Like that Monday? And yeah, I October broke my 9th. face two days before. We would have already been playing the stuff there. So I broke my face at the wrong time, but just know we would have been playing the Apathetics. It's good stuff. And it's not just because it's Eric's band. I'm legit, uh, I'm telling you, I enjoyed it. I think it was really cool, and I'm excited to get to play it and and have the rest of the band on at some point to talk about it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, too, because <laughs> we got a lot to say. we got a nice uh, lore behind it. Nice. <laughs> anyway, uh, by 
My other podcast, Lead Melodies, can be found on Instagram at leadmelodies underscore podcast and on Facebook at lead.melodies.podcast.slc. Stream the episodes on anchor.fm. And check out the SLC Hardcore page. Uh, been kind of slacking. I've been a lot slacking the last uh, month. There's just been so many shows. It was making my fucking head spin. And I was busy, <laughs> man. I had a lot of shit going on. But uh, I'm back at it again. I made a post earlier today about the Trip Hammer show. So, uh, uh, so yeah, there will be more coming. Cool. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The bands are found on Facebook at 3RUT, at This Means War Punk, at Tempesta BCN or Serem Tempesta, at Don't Mess with Mets, and again, Mets France, so it's M E T Z, at PND, FTW, at The Suburbs, at Pentagram USA, at Hangman.USA. The show's at SLC Punkcast. Thank you again for everybody tuning in. I apologize for how I sound. Hopefully, it's not too terrible. Eric, yeah. any final thoughts before we wrap up the show? Oh, I barely noticed the sound. Man. That's good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I did want to go back to uh, the show that I played in uh, uh, with Sidewalk Slam and uh, Simeon and the and the Ulteriors. I realized that talking about everything else, I forgot to mention how the rest of the bands did. <laughs> so, yeah, Ulteriors, they were fucking great. It feels like they haven't aged a day, those old fuckers. <laughs> They've been a band for just about 10 years now. Cool. 10 years, and they're still kicking ass. They basically played their whole discography. Awesome. <laughs> yep. And then we had, uh, yeah, and then Simeon. I, I spoke volumes about those guys. I can't wait to see them play live again. Again, I'm going to try and make it to their show on the 9th. And Sidewalk Slam, those guys are fun. Those guys were damn fun, crusty, thrashy, D-beat style shit. And uh, yeah, they were just uh, right up in the pocket. And I had to uh, say that uh, Simeon, they since it was Halloween, they dressed up as, well, Drew was dressed up in a uh, chef's hat and an apron. Uh, their guitarists were dressed up as sriracha and ketchup. And their drummer was a bun. Nice. It was a hot dog. So <laughs> they were a whole fucking <laughs> they were a whole fucking menu. So it was pretty funny to see that. And I asked him, who gave you that idea? Apparently it was me. <laughs> Apparently I came up with the idea. I don't recall. <laughs> Maybe he was saying it jokingly, but no, he actually kind of stood by it. I was like, you told Drew about that. I did? <laughs> okay, cool. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> Hooray for me. <laughs> but I got to talk about my costumes. I mean, uh, uh, DK, he dressed up like uh, uh, Charlie Day in All of a Sudden in Philadelphia. It's just this certain part where he's like uh, wearing a, a hoodie with the sleeves cut off. He's got a stripe across his face, and he's just like eating something rather vigorously. So he's that version of Charlie from All of a Sunny. Nice. And... Uh, let's see. Will, he just put on a leather face mask and you know, he was leather face. Uh, Ethan wore his uh, baby mask. <laughs> he looked so creepy. Uh, of course, he didn't. They didn't wear those masks for long because it's hard to breathe in those fucking things. Yeah, that. <laughs> Let alone while you're playing a show. And me, this was the one of my most favorite costumes I ever did. I went as Jimmy Buffett's corpse. R.I.P. J. Buff, but but I just donned a Hawaiian shirt that I bought at a thrift store. I wore my swim trucks that have been I had since outgrown in the past few years, but it worked. (laughs) And I just had uh, my roommate do my makeup, put these like uh, fake wounds that stick on your face, and made me look like a like I had risen from the fucking dead. And I'm like, (laughs) Yep, J. 
Jimmy Buffett back from the dead. I've I'm looking for another cheeseburger of a different type of meat, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it's gonna be paradise. Anyway, that's that's just a little add-on I wanted to say. Some just some fun shit that happened at that show. Awesome. So So yeah, we won't be playing for a, a while. We were gonna play with Arm for Apocalypse on the eighth, but that show got canceled because they're uh, the other band that was touring, Warkers, had a family emergency and had to drop uh, off from the rest of the tour. So that bummed me out. The bummed me out. <laughs> Last time A4A was here, I was in Vegas. And then it's like, oh, not only are they coming back, but I get to play a show with them. And then, no, <laughs> something had to happen. I'm uh, sorry about your fucking uh, whatever happened, Warkers. Sucks. I get it. But at the same time, I'm pissed. Uh, <laughs> Next time, I told uh, I told Spencer, I told Bean Cat, and I told Arm for Apocalypse <laughs> personally. It's like next time you guys come through, for the love of God, we got to play with you guys. <laughs> okay, okay, great. So here's for the next time. Anyway, thank you guys for waiting. It's great to be back. <laughs> yes, it is. Thank you. Play the fucking outro. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>